Oh, oh, folks. Pop culture lead. Rampart B. Zed Cutsinger. Ed Greer destroys. And uh, today, on this episode, it's uh, the one episode that comes before our freaking live show. Our freaking live show that we've been freaking telling you about is this Saturday, May 6th, Free Comic Book Day. Also, may the 6th be with you. That very familiar phrase that all Star Trek fans love. May the 6th be with you. Easy to remember. It's at Alamo Draft House downtown. LA. We're going to be there with our friends. Hey, friends. Speaking of friends, we have uh, our our friend, my friend, your friend, guest comedian, Allison Stevenson is here. Hi, Allison. Hey. Hello. Allison, did you know on 9-11-2001? Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Okay. Uh, Grant just describes so- the terrorist event that happened that day. There apparently was a group called Al Qaeda. I don't know if you know about this. This is true. Now you imagine you, are, you, uh, you, hear, you hear about this. Uh... <laughs> it, it, we do the whole thing, and the whole rest of the show is just Jay Leno's impression. Jay, uh... well, just chaotic, chaotic moments from it. Uh, chaotic moments from it. Like hey, George Bush is—he's talking to kids, right? Cameras zooming in on him. Then a guy comes in, whispers in his ear, and the look on his face—he didn't know what to do. First plane. Can I real quick tell you this? Because I feel I I hate George W. Bush. Obviously, I don't. I'm not a George W. Bush apologist, but I really Uh feel we were not fair. We weren't fair with how much we judged him for not like immediately leaving that elementary school or whatever the fuck. It's like I probably would have reacted the same way. I'm reading a book to children. You don't want to alarm anyone. You're just like, you hear the information, you finish the story, and then you go, right? I wouldn't be like, oh, never mind. Fuck these kids. Get out of here. <laughs> we would have found a way to say something mean. We would have found a way to say something mean. Regard- if he had said, oh, hell, I got to kick the other one out the sky and, and flew through the fucking roof, that would be like, oh, how reactionary. What yeah, yeah, yeah. shit this guy is. <laughs> Allison did that one thing. Yeah, yeah. You're the the rest. You're like, listen. He he's still a war criminal. Uh, There's no excusing uh, the torture and all this. But as far as like the reaction time when he was reading the children's book, you think (laughs) that deserves more? I feel like we can give him some grace there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of what the worst thing he could have done uh, in his reaction, and I don't know why, but what comes to mind is that if he would have grabbed the closest kid to him, put him over his lap, and just started spanking the kid. <laughs> and he's like, does this help? Is this helping? <laughs> the kid yeah. is like, why are you <laughs> – why is the president spanking me? Yeah. And then that's the, it turns out that's the name of the book. It's like, why is the president spanking me? <laughs> Children's yeah. books, I don't know. There. So did you know on uh, 9-11-2001, they were shooting a motion picture starring one Dana Carvey called Master of Disguise? You know where I'm going with this? There was a long-standing rumor. 
that uh, when they found out about the attacks that they did a prayer circle while Dana Carvey was uh, still in costume for the turtle character. And they they prayed for the the victims of 9-11, you know, and what could you do? I mean, it's like you could either wait to pray till he's dressed differently or you could do it then and there. Um, So I guess my first question for you, Allison, is if you were the star of Master of Disguise Mm. and you heard. And now we we understand how you feel about George W. Bush. So bushy too, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that you should have been? Should he have taken the time to change his outfit, which he would then have to get back into because they're I'm sure not done with production. It happened in in the morning. Yeah, I don't think I would have. I think I would have kept it on. Yeah. So you so Dana Carvey did the right thing. Well, wait, production just kept going that day. Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. I mean, it's not like... Yeah. I, don't, I, I guess think that's what it was. They, they probably had to take a lot of stuff off. They're like, okay, we got to finish up this day, so get over here, pray real quick. We're going to get some pickups of you coming out of the bushes or whatever the fuck. Damn. Did 9-11 maybe, like, ruin the Master of Disguise movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, it could have been such a better movie. It certainly didn't help. Uh, but who's to say? Um, <laughs> so I bring that up to because uh, I learned that information while listening to a different podcast. Uh, you know, the Dana Carvey and uh, David Spade one, and they 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 confirmed that. Um, and let's use that as a segue to, because, like, you know, it's real. It's real life, and you know what else is real life? what we're doing right now and also reality uh last time we recorded i was in hawaii with my dear wife we ended up spending a fair amount of time also just watching the netflix account of whoever was at this place before us and so we were watching a lot of reality shows we watched uh perfect match uh on netflix uh we also watched love on the spectrum which was very wholesome and uh, very relatable for me. And then we were watching, um, I mentioned last week, we watched Born on the 4th of July, but that's not a reality show, though it is based, you know, again, the <laughs> Vietnam War, it really happened and it was based, that's based on a true story. So, uh, so what are you guys watching? <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what are, Allison, what are you watching lately? I mean, I watch a lot of them. Uh, pretty much uh, Vanderpump Rules right now. I'm really big on the scandal ball that's going on. Uh, love that. I'm familiar with this only through Twitter, but I I don't I'm not a Vanderpump man myself at this point. Zed, I, I feel like maybe you are. You think <laughs> is, no. I think it might be like one of the best reality shows ever made. What is the premise of it? Yeah, what's the elevator pitch? Because I've seen them at comedy shows at like the improv and stuff, doing filming stuff. So I'm just like, what what are they doing? It's literally like – so the premise initially is that it's these people who work at – do you know Lisa Vanderpump from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Another great show. She has a restaurant, I think. There's a restaurant that's part of this. A a legacy. 
Yes. So Lisa Vanderpump's spinoff show is her, and she's like kind of in it, but not really. It's mostly a show for the staff who work at her restaurant. And the main one at first was Sir, a.k.a. Sexy Unique Restaurant, which is literally what it's <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I knew that somehow. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. it's, Wait, it's does, a, that, does that word mean something else also? I've only heard it in that capacity. No, I think so, so when, when when people are talking about Big Sur in California, yeah. they mean Big Sexy yeah. Unique <laughs> restaurant yes yep Yep. (laughs) right off of highway one okay (laughs) so it's her staff and the show evolves and it goes in all these crazy directions but basically at the core of it is like it follows this group of friends who are literally all awful people like none of them are like they're just not good people (laughs) but they are entertaining and some grow on you, and some are a little more redeeming than others. And I think the reason why this scandal ball right now is so big is because it's negatively affecting, in my opinion, the only character who has, like, any sort of depth to her and is, like, a somewhat likable person, and that's Ariana mm. Maddox. Um, because everyone else is just, like, a shell of a human being, just, like, the most stereotypical... <laughs> west hollywood i just moved to la to become an actor vibes you know what i mean Mm. uh and they've just had this show for like 10 years and they've all just been done and said the stupidest dumbest craziest shit and it's so entertaining because it's like these are people i don't ever interact with in my life but i know that they're real like it's very real because you know how a lot of reality shows it's like i don't think this person is really being themselves with vanderpump rules it's like you know these people are being fully who they are and that's why they're so revolting at times (laughs) but in a fun way way. yeah i mean i think we're probably going to see another reality boom if that's even possible because we are Mm. recording on the verge of a another probable writer's strike from the Writers Guild. The last strike being in 2007, 2008. If this strike happens and lasts for a while, uh, that's just like the obvious place where streamers are already turning anyway. Uh, But I wonder sort of, you know, there's so many, you know, we were talking, Ed was talking before we started recording about his love of Survivor and it seems like real like in some ways i still kind of think of reality shows in this like it just shows my age i guess of like ed tv survivor the real world and then sometimes the real world crosses over with road rules yeah and that, <laughs> that's a big hoo hoo but in fact i've been especially on netflix like the circle uh god what else like the love is blind um, there's been a lot of these shows that too hot to handle. Have you seen that one? Too hot to handle. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. What is it? What is that? I, that? That sounds good. I love the name already. <laughs> that's the one where they put a bunch of horny people on an island and tell them that they can't have sex. 
God, sold me. I'm in the elevator. The door's just open. You got a show, lady. Come with me. We'll notarize the papers. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's great stuff. It's so it's hot and horny singles. Who yeah. That? yeah. Are they allowed to masturbate or no. are they just not no. allowed to come? They're no, not allowed right. to like kiss. And every time they do, they lose money. There's like a prize yeah. at the end of the show. They're supposed to like find love and fall in love with each other, but then also not have any physical contact. Well, on that island, they uh, they better not play Beethoven's Fifth, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Maybe making music, right? I don't know. Did you guys follow that story yesterday? <laughs> Did I know what you're up. okay? Thank I you. I don't know what thank you're you. talking about. I that just seemed, yeah. Yeah, the uh, L.A. Philharmonic uh, was doing, I believe it was Beethoven's Fifth, and someone in the audience had like a really loud, audible orgasm during the uh, performance. And I don't know why there was a full news story about it. Multiple people there all reported that they heard this orgasm. Uh, there was misreports that the, that the orchestra, that the orchestra stopped playing. That's not true. They just played through it while this uh, woman was just having this full body orgasm where everyone could hear it. Wow. You, you know what that seems like to me Good just off the her. top of my head, like a fucking premise for like a, a Frasier episode. It's like, oh, I, I love this. I love this woman, but she's such an adventurous lover, Niles. Uh, we're gonna go to the go to the opera tonight. He's like, oh, stop! I can't stop. But I, oh, oh. And he's like looking around while he's like making her come all kinds. Ah. <laughs> he's just trying, trying not to lose his social standing. Oh man, that's great really, stuff. I haven't really watched a lot of Frasier, but are a lot of the episodes built around <laughs> Frasier making someone come? <laughs> No, that's why this would be such an extravagant. Okay. This is a two-parter. Okay. That I was like, I gotta watch this show. But he Sorry, did spend I'm... a lot of time at the opera and trying to get into the opera and just him finally getting oh. into the, the right opera, the right playhouse, the right everything, and then being, yeah. And then his dad would come in some kind of way with his fucking dog. Okay. So, so wait, how do they make yeah. sure no one comes? Like, I'm sorry to... <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. get like you get no privacy. There's cameras everywhere, and even the showers are like kind of uh, not completely see through, but there's like it's their glass, and then there's just like a little bit of shading. So it's like mm. if if they're doing hanky panky in the shower, like they can tell which has mm. happened. So if you're and people have been caught masturbating and then like got points knocked off, like money knocked off, yeah. So, so when they jizz, does like they do a money graphic? Just kind of <laughs> coming, coming all that jizz going down the drain, all that money going down. The drain. Just the cash like, register like, opening that sound as it coming. <laughs> they just shoot the sound over the audio over the whole island, like oh something. Like just the sound of Scrooge McDuck coins yeah. just dropping yeah. in a basin. It's like battle royale or. Uh... <laughs> I guess what's the one with Jennifer Lawrence, but yeah, like when someone dies, but it's it's that, but with the money sounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Hunger Games. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that other. One. Yeah, the the less known one, right? <laughs> Allison, are you uh, keeping up with? Because uh, you and Ashlyn. Also, like I would see you sometimes because uh, you would come over to watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette with yeah. Ashlyn. It seems like that sort of fell off, though. But are you still I, keeping up with that show? I, is that, that, I assume the show is still going. 
I it is still going. I have not been caught up. I haven't watched in a few years, to be honest. I've kind of mm. I've lost my interest in that franchise entirely. What do you know? Like what what happened? No, nothing happened. It's just like it's always been a kind of boring show, and yeah. like you just get kind of better ones pop up. I, I think I like my reality shows of that vein to be more goofy and like ridiculous yeah. and i think the bastards are just a little too straight laced and when they try to be goofy it's like not very good like i love that's why i do like the bachelor in paradise like spinoff yeah right. <laughs> that's right. way more goofy and way more like full of stupid people like letting themselves just fully be like you know dumb and hot or whatever but the bachelor's very like totally. I'm on my wife i i'm trying to get married and like it's just so serious and like oh i i gotta have this dinner where i tell you about my parents divorce and how it really <laughs> affected me it's always like a parent's divorce is like their biggest trauma yeah. and you gotta be like <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like when somebody tells you i mean i'm not trying to be a dickhead but when they go like worst thing that ever happened to me bro my grandma died and i'm like bro, yeah <laughs> come on come on man come on and, and, and they're like and like it makes me worry about my other one and i'm like you've still got the what other the one <laughs> you're coming to me crying and you've still got a grandma in the chamber <laughs> ready to your I, that's a revol- I assume you have a revolver of grandparents that you're firing <laughs> to start the race of life. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, yeah, Bachelor in Paradise. I, yeah, I've, uh, I uh, yes, yes, yes. Ashlyn has. I, I'm remembering Bachelor in Paradise, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they it's sort of just like outclassed by uh, by these. Hmm. Outclass you- is an interesting way to phrase that, bro. Because I think that, <laughs> I, for real, because I think there is this class structure in reality shows, right? Because some some reality, especially given all the stuff that Discovery is doing, is more or less point camera at pores, full stop. Mm. And then some of it is point camera at riches, full stop. And then the and then, then there's this weird middle of like mm. watch him eat a bunch of weird thousand year old eggs or watch these motherfuckers who may have restaurants or maybe sous chefs or maybe a mix of those fight it out in a house to be the top you know there's this middle ground of like battle shit and that's where i live that's where me and my girlfriend live we live in battle zone like she doesn't watch anything where it's like watch these watch these housewives do x I've seen a little bit of that stuff, but but like the lowest, the rung that she'll, and I won't say lowest, but the rung that she'll come to <laughs> with with that shit is um, Escape, a band, a uh, 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 R&B group from the '90s, and SWV, another R and B group of divas, are trying to get together a group tour, and they can't decide if they co-headline. Well, who's the main headliner of the co-headline? And they're talking all this shit and there's all this like 90 stuff. It's like Batman versus Superman for black women of a certain age. <laughs> and or, or like Godzilla versus uh, King Kong or something like that. And it's like this this 
two great tastes that you liked in your youth coming together to try to do something in their dotage to prove that they're yeah. still relevant. So it's got that angle too. Just like, that's where I live. I just can't watch rich people just be rich. She does watch a little bit of those uh, real estate shows, but at least will they lose the deal? Will they get snaked for the deal with the, with the chick who used to power walk in the Olympics? That's her <laughs> backstory, by the way, you know, all this weird <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which um, there's, I, yeah, I was, like which reality? Uh, sorry, which real estate shows? Um, selling, selling whatever, like selling Manhattan, selling, selling, uh, selling sunset. She loves the Sunset Boys, like their whole thing, and like the 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 women who broke away from them. She loves them. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck those boys. We're gonna fuck them up today. And they have like meetings and like dress up. Like they had they they did a parody video of one of the main dudes' videos, and they put like a fake beard on this lady, and she was acting just like the bros and shit, and it was just like such a bombastic piece of comedy because it was such sheer reportage. Like she was showing how douchey they are to them. But at the same time, it was such a douchey act. It was like a douche uh, nesting doll of just everybody <laughs> being a douche. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you, you can't really root for anybody because it's such a douche like right, whole yeah. situation. But yeah, she, li- she likes that stuff. But that that's around where she'll stay. But no real housewives, um, no just – Somebody's got to be cutting a carrot or, or singing a song or something for her. She, and she obviously loves the voice and stuff like that. Which do those count? Because like I understand Survivor is a reality show and a competition show. But is the voice just a competition show and mm. not quite a reality show? Because they don't I, give yeah. enough time for the – you know what I'm saying? I would say it's just a competition show. Yeah. I also have this theory uh, that some of the reality shows that are more game-driven, like a great – British Bake Off and uh, I, by the oh, way, yeah. are those considered reality? I guess. I, I feel mean, like yeah. Okay, I but uh, regardless, I feel like those shows kind of upended uh, game shows. I, I was thinking about it where people oh. used to tune and watch a game show, but there's no story. You don't get to know the people, the contestants, and all the stuff. Except you know, in Jeopardy, when you have someone who's winning a bunch. So I think people really get into great. Uh, British Bake Off and these kind of shows because it's the same characters every week and people get in a connection to it. Uh, they don't want to start over uh, every week with just like random people trying to win money. So I think that's why those other shows just aren't really a thing anymore. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, because the British Bake Off, they don't even win anything. When I found out they don't win fucking oh, really? anything, but the uh, no, do you know that? No. They don't win anything. <laughs> it's for the grand honor of being the they probably get some some rate for being on television. They're not it's not yeah. jury duty. It's not you know, they're not taxing you to be on television. <laughs> However, uh they they uh they don't get anything. It's the honorific of being the great British bake off person. Hmm. It's, Does it's, jury it's a, duty it's an honor. Does Jury Duty, the freebie show, count as a reality show, <laughs> even though it's like an improvised show with mostly actors, but it's one guy who mm-hmm. doesn't know that. So that's kind of reality. Uh, it's a very dumb like genre label, right? Like reality, like it doesn't really, com- I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I can't think of off the top of my head a better word or phrase to Uns- replace. Unscripted. Unscripted, I guess. All right, fine. 
Well, that's what the WGA would call it because that's what you were saying earlier when you were saying, Zed, uh, did they script the, – it would be funny if they scripted the Great Greatest Bake Off. It's like, like, all right, this is the part where Nasir's muffins are not going to come out right and he's going to get kicked off. <laughs> They're like some writers like, mm, when can we when can we pull this thread, you know? <laughs> Just arcing it all. Um, yeah. As, it seems like you all are pretty well versed in reality shows. I'm wondering – did they? Uh, I guess reality. Uh, sorry, reality TV was uh, popular in two thousand one, or maybe not as popular now. Is there like an entire year of reality shows where we saw all these people reacting to nine eleven, or did that not happen? Great question. Uh, you would think that there would be compilation videos on YouTube. Reality stars react to nine eleven, but I haven't searched for it, so I don't one hundred percent know. <laughs> If it exists or doesn't exist, but it could, uh, I don't, it's, it is very, uh, interesting how, like, because there's, there's, uh, sometimes it seems if I'll just, if, if I stay on Instagram too long, I will sometimes have the feeling that I'm the only person in the world who's not famous. Uh, it seems like everybody (laughs) is like on a wide spectrum of fame where, Minimum, it's like minimum 10k. It's just crazy, and and I don't know anyone, and uh, part of that's reality, but part of that it's like unscripted. Does like I don't know. Wait, great. Like, this is a this is a great idea for a movie, by the way. A movie about a guy or a woman could be either uh, who is the only person alive who's not famous. Perfect. Um, yeah. So a documentary <laughs> about me. <laughs> I just no, everyone yeah, knows awesome. everybody we'll knows everybody. Yeah. <laughs> What's the movie I'm thinking of? There is a movie though where like a different person is just chosen to be famous every day. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Or like Damn. it's like a part. I think it's like a Woody Allen movie actually. Yeah, he had a, an anthology movie, and one of the yes the, the parts of it is about a guy. I think it's the guy from Life is Beautiful, that actor, but just one day yeah. he wakes up and he's famous. Yep, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's supposed to be like the opposite. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, but that that's the what we're talking about here and what Grant was talking about as far as Instagram is people seem to be now getting super famous off of how they are and how yeah. they live life. Like this whole, like, I'm a lifestyle brand. Like, I... I, you know, when I, I demand that my big sexy restaurant or whatever, big sexy unique restaurant be this way, yeah. me being like that is such an ethos that it trickles down to my minions. My minions are interesting because my big sexy <laughs> restaurant energy is leaking down on them like mutagen on the fucking turtles. That's so interesting <laughs> to me. It's true. I wonder, though, I, I do wonder, like, what do you think about that overall, though, in terms of like, is that overall a good thing or a bad thing like people being famous off of themselves like or, or themselves or how they live life yeah or, or even just or... the way yeah like the way grant was putting it too where it's like everyone has access to some level of popularity fame notoriety whatever like attention mm. that you can mm. get from strangers it's so much yeah. more accessible now to everyone which you know i see a lot of pros for that but i'm also starting to see a lot of like cons you know like it's just not i feel like we need to we there still needs to be some level of like this shouldn't be this easy kind of a thing 
Dude, I find myself arguing for gatekeepers sometimes myself. <laughs> like, okay, one gatekeeper, a benevolent fascist gatekeeper <laughs> that has really great taste. Yeah, like a and good, knows that good I'm gatekeeper. dope. Yeah. Right. I know that I'm dope and all my friends, but these <laughs> fucking losers just bar them at the door. They get to be accountants. Somebody's got to count. You know, you don't have to have, you know, because I see so many nowadays, everybody's famous and everybody's I kind of want to get into the prettiness of all of it because everybody's pretty in their own way. And I've seen it. I, I go to weight loss videos and sometimes I'll see this big ass, super fat ass guy, but he's trying to do something. And I'll go to the comments and there's so many thirst comments of like, oh, big daddy, move that body, blah, blah, all this different <laughs> shit from all different genders and, and, and spectrums and everything. And it's been it's a beautiful thing. And this guy, 15 years ago, is just sitting at the lunch table with two backpacks on, feeling like a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. And there's none of this approbation out there for him on any totally, fucking level, yeah. you know? So there's something dope about that. And then you go on literally any girl, any human woman's page and see the width and breadth of depravity. At from adoration to whatever, we were kind of talking off air with Allison about that stuff. About yeah. like you're on air and you could be like, "Yo, this is the type of woman I am. I like to do X, and I like to do Y. That's it. I, these two things differentiate me. I'm doing stuff, and you can have your own audience. I follow the most fucking beautiful real estate agent chick. <laughs> she's and her, you know, she knows what she's doing. She just walks slowly through big. <laughs> fucking mid-century monstrous buildings just walking slowly with great cinematography through these things showing she knows what she's doing and i'm just like bro you're doing it and it's nothing lascivious it's never any she doesn't fucking drop shit on the ground and pick it up she's an elegant woman showing you a property if you choose to fetishize that like i do that's on you you know what i'm saying and I just love it. There's all these different ways to do it, to to use yeah. whatever appeal that you have to do what you need to do. And you don't have to – she does not have an, any sort of – any other sites or anything. She's a real estate agent. But geez, Louise, I love this yeah. real estate agent. I follow her and a couple ones from Houston. Houston's <laughs> a booming market. <laughs> Wait, Ed, when you said she doesn't have any other websites, was the implication that you looked – well, I just looked at the link tree, and I'm trying to find out how many, you know, places she represents the t entire Texas yeah. area, some yeah. Dallas properties I might be looking at with my $4 of a bank account. Yeah, the biggest, <laughs> I think the biggest compliment or a form of adoration you could give her in a comment is, I'd buy that house. That's, what, <laughs> that's her intended goal is to sell the house. Yeah. So. Yes. If, you're, if you would buy the house, she's like, okay, mission accomplished. <laughs> Absolutely. As George Bush famously said, uh, Allison's favorite president. <laughs> but no, I did want to dovetail back to Allison being an actual creator who has fans on the internet. Because Allison, you have a lot more fans than me, and you're doing a lot of cool stuff. And you probably are experiencing like, okay, this is my brand. Oh, this is what it attracts, but it also attracts that. How did these people even coalesce into an audience? What the fuck is going on here? Can you yeah. speak to that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting because it's like, yeah, like I know that the the people who do fetishize me are very visible because they want to be. They make themselves very visible. And that's what mm. bothers me is it's like the people who just like respect my stuff and are fans of mine, like they're not 
commenting crazy shit on my posts and being like, you know, oh, I love to eat that pussy right now or whatever. Like they're not, you know, but the ones who are the most annoying, the like the most like I don't want you here. <laughs> and I mean, it's not even that I don't want them there. It's like you don't have to talk about it. Like I don't mind if right. you if you think you know if you think these things because like yeah i get okay i post thirst traps and stuff and i'm i'm very publicly like slutty so like i know that that's something that if you're into that it will you know make you think things but you don't have to tell me you don't have to make it known Mm. like you can have a level that's what makes it so oppressive sorry interrupting a woman telling me about her experience i'm so sorry (laughs) but like that's what makes it so oppressive to me is like i everybody looks at everybody everybody thinks all the thoughts but like i gotta let her know because like yeah if i let her know then maybe all this yeah yeah and it just like you know and then you get this and this happens to me a lot and i get over it and i you know i go through a lot of different thought processes but it's like it's especially for women it's hard to see us you know the the madonna whore complex you know it's very hard if a woman sexualizes herself too much or to the point where it's like too blatant then it's like you don't really see any of her other qualities or any other aspects of who she is you only see her as like a sexual being regardless of like oh also i do this and i'm that and i'm you know i'm a writer i have all these other sides to me that are not just about, you know, being horny and slutty. Like that's just one aspect of who I am. And so, you know, it does, I have been in the past in this very, like this space of like, well, you know, maybe I just stop and I don't post this shit anymore. And I just stick to like comedy and just posting like, you know, comedy stuff. But then it's like, that doesn't feel authentic because it's like, I want to be able to express every side of myself and not have to put myself in a place where I'm like not being authentically who I am or like not expressing myself fully because, you know, I, I'm too scared of like what some random, you know, horny men are going to say and do and how they're going to make me feel. It's like now when I get those comments, I just delete them or I'll like respond, you know, and I'll say something funny and make fun of them, you know, like, over time, it's gotten easier to kind of like brush it off, but it really can fuck with your head when you're like, you know, you just want to be yourself and you want to be authentic. And you want to say like, I have all these sides to me, but then this group of very public people like kind of ruin it and they don't, they don't want to accept that you have these other qualities about you. They just want to see you as one thing. I uh, was at your stand-up special taping and I have been to... A few of your, and I, I think uh, I, I, we should talk also about Thick Strip, the uh, show that you run, you produce, you created, and perform at. And in both, I was so uh, awestruck by what an amazing audience you have cultivated there, at least in those instances that I was at, of like, what a like this is like a cool group of people that are all like, but then internet comments are like a you know then that's like a whole. The internet other is thing. a completely different world. It's like another universe. Yeah. yeah. Which again, it's like good and bad. You know, you can argue both ways. Where, you know, what I find interesting too is like, sorry, I'm going on on tangents, but, uh, you know, so many people 
talk about like the bullying and the trolling that happens, especially as like a bigger bodied person, how like, oh, there's just all these hate comments and stuff. But then, you know, I experienced the flip side too, where like I get so much more attention from men and stuff on the internet than I do in real life in a way where it's like, and what you were talking about too, Ed, the exact same thing of like the YouTuber with the, you know, getting all those comments of like, in the ways that it can be really beneficial, it's just hard to, it's hard to gauge, you know, whether that's worth it in the long run because of all the shitty aspects of it. But, uh, you know, it, it's also kind of jarring to experience that too, where you're like, oh yeah, like community is there, but yeah, sometimes, sometimes it can be bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your your uh, your newsletter as well. You're putting yourself out there, right? Like you're creating art, right? All right, stuff. I don't. I really am trying to avoid calling it content. Uh, you know, you're creating what lots of really? different content. Is king. <laughs> yeah, right. Fine. Yeah, I've heard you're that. you you've you've got a lot of uh, content streams that are streaming. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Well, wait, I wanted to ask you, like specifically, honestly, as like a just as a as a worse business person than you on every level. Um, what what did you just try a bunch of stuff and then you made your like so called brand out of that, or did you just kind of just charge in the, all the directions that you really care about, and they just happened to cohere into these different things? Because like Thick Strip being sort of body positive, your comedy being like sort of like I am I am the dominant force here. I don't have to deal with what you think. This is this is what I this is what I am and this is what I'm presenting. It's what it's really interesting, and I just don't. How did you put all that to like gather? Did you or, or did you think maybe I should do it different because people won't accept this particular style from me? Yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I like. I think I don't know. I think it helps that I'm just probably a very stubborn person, and I don't. <laughs> I don't like want to change if I don't feel like I need to, you know? So like, I think a lot of what I've done in my comedy and my art has been very based off of like, I don't see why I have to do things a certain way, mm. especially in terms of like body image and things like that. Like, you know, why do I need to lose weight to be considered like sexual or attractive or whatever? And in, com in combination with comedy and all that stuff, it's like it just becomes the subject of, of what I want to write and talk about, you know. And, yeah, I guess it, it evolves and kind of happens naturally. I don't think there was ever like a thought of like I'm going to do this, then this, and then this is going to be the brand, quote unquote. And, you know, it just kind of mm. all comes from like I have a feeling and I have a thought and I need to figure out a way to – express it and what's that going to be and then it just right well time. i was testing you i'm a producer for a new reality show <laughs> and that was your audition tape you're really authentic allison so what we're going to do is monetize this instantly this this genuineness we're going to do it but do it another take but this time a little bit more like hesitant like you're coming to this Let's get it, guys. Do it. Go back to one. No, that like, is uh, something. Fuck, <laughs> I I think it would be so cool to have a reality show, a reality dating show that features fat people. 
And I'm like, why hasn't why hasn't this happened yet? This needs to happen. Dude, Zed, they hate it. Right? They get start dude. writing it. We're not not. It's not a. It's a reality thing, but it's like, but still, you're. I feel like that's your. <laughs> no, I mean, dude. what Allison is spitting right now. <laughs> Hold on, Allison is spitting because all these motherfuckers on these shows they pick these stereotypically handsome, bland people, and there are so many fucking really cool looking people that have these great personalities for reality television that are just on the wayside. They'll, they'll point the camera at a piece of uh finely carved balsa wood masquerading as a fucking human being for 40 <laughs> weeks on a show and won't give like this fucking fat dude who like fucking she's just like a ball of energy he does muay thai he rides bikes teaches <laughs> inner city kids this guy doesn't get no love you know what i'm saying and, and the right. type of chicks that he attracts who are all types of women don't get any love either you know what i'm saying it's just like I want to yeah. see some. I want to see some septum piercings that are for real, like <laughs> like they they didn't get installed two minutes before we got on this show. I want to see right. real human women. I want to see real stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Totally. I'm glad you spoke to that. Yeah. Okay, and in this new uh, reality show that that's being pitched right now, can the contestants is that the is that what they're called contestants? The people on reality shows. <laughs> When they're gonna they're gonna win okay. win real love like it's called real love yes. because these are real people yeah. you know what I'm saying with like stretch marks and shit like human fucking beings real love, yes. real love. can these contestants <laughs> are they allowed to come or not that's what that's the one thing I'm hoping about right now God damn it Zed God damn I need it. to know this this is something I'm aware of now on some reality shows they can't and some they can. <laughs> All right. Sorry. At least half. It. At least half of the the cast needs to remember nine eleven. I am <laughs> insisting that there be some millennials or older on this show. Uh, you know what I think can't just is? be Gen Z, Gen Z, Gen Z, and the TikToks. <laughs> I think they purposely go for like the young, hot, and dumb people because, like, if you're of a certain age and you like know yourself and you have a really like self-aware smart personality you're not gonna be good tv because you're just not gonna say stupid shit you're not gonna get into fights you're not gonna like be you know you're not gonna be moldable like by a producer who's just trying to get you to do like the most outlandish shit well, what about a hmm. what about one like the circle would you guys do that show if uh uh, this is oh, not yeah. really binding. You can still, but yeah, you would do it. I would do it for sure. I would. Yeah, I feel. I kind of feel like that one. It's almost like, sort of like why not? Because you know. Yeah. I would do uh, anything at this point. I need money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do these shows even pay though? That's a good point. I think they do. Not a lot. I mean, but... yeah. Well, I know a guy who won one of them. Like. I don't know. It wasn't Fuckboy Island. It was something. My buddy, um, his name is Alex. He's a really handsome guy. He won one of those like Bros and Joes or whatever the fuck. One of those. One of those things. Dude, like, I gotta know who this is. I might watch the show. Look at Alex, uh, my buddy Alex Phillips. Alex Phillips. He was oh, one of the. He either won or was one of the last contestants on some MTV. Oh, Alex is on an island. Every person is named Alex, and they're on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're pitching it. <laughs> okay. No, I'm guessing. Alex I'm guessing. Was that wrong? Is Alex that not the show? Okay. Uh, and the crazy part about it, I think it was just like 
out out fuck outlast like the, the thing of a, a survivor is outwit outlast outplay or whatever is it are um, you the one are you the one that's it that's it he was on are you the one that's a good wow. one wait ed there can only be one i know this is off <laughs> well, air but we were talking about highlander before we started recording and <laughs> it seems loosely bunch, connected yeah a bunch of highlanders on an island <laughs> with sexy chicks <laughs> They can't reveal that they're immortal, all right? They have to have these battles and lightning battles and alleys and shit, but not alert. All. You're scaring the girls with all this fucking lightning sword battle shit. We still got a reality show going on. Uh, yeah. I, I think reality, I, like I said, my thing is competition. I love all the competition. When, when my girl gets interested in somebody's story on one of these chef shows, like she's from San Francisco and she's – this that and the other because my girl's from san francisco it's like when she finds out somebody's from san francisco she's rooting so fucking hard for them (laughs) on all these shows and it's like there's something about like watching the art of somebody this is the point i'm trying to get to like survivor there's an art to how they play the game i suppose no i don't suppose that is right i love people on survivor for how they play the game but like when you're watching a chef or like the fucking cake boss or whatever the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like when you're watching these people like do their art, there's something fresh about that. Although like cake boss and Duff and them, there's they're cake guys. They battle each other on competition shows. When you get up to that level, I think it goes into Vanderpump land where it's just kind of just about the personalities and they don't care if they win the competition. They're both rich. But when you come back down, just down a little bit, these guys like I got a food truck. If I win on guys grocery games, my whole business will explode 500 times. Yeah, yeah. that's stakes for your fucking ass. You're seeing humanity there while he's flipping those burgers, trying to make that Luther Vandross donut burger with like, you know, like a cheese and bacon and a donut. <laughs> he's trying to make that for ten thousand dollars right now to change his fucking life. There's some, there's some about, juice to that. What about a show? Like Shark Tank, but it's kind of are, are you wait? Yeah, are you pitching Shark Tank on Shark Tank? What Sharks! I've got a great idea. It's a reality show where you'll be there. You'll be there. No, no, no. you're going to be there sometimes. Yeah, yeah you'll yeah. be there, and people are going to love you, Mister Wonderful. You, you like? Yeah, no, exactly. No, I mean, because that's literally the it's a cross section of the good and the bad of what you were just discussing, where it's like, okay, billionaires get to invest in businesses and make more money. But then it's like, yeah, these small businesses also get huge publicity and life changing opportunities for them. Yeah, that that I mean, that is an interesting crux of that. And that but you know what? The, the thing about Shark Tank, I think I did I was on Shark Tank like you were on Bachelor or Bachelorette or whatever. And I just I got off of it because I started hearing that certain people kind of came in kind of knowing they were gonna get a deal and shit. And I was like, All right, Hello. man, this has just turned into the fucking running man or something for me. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just don't I don't like this this quiz show manufactured bullshit you're trying to do here i don't like that shit because it's a totally different thing coming in going okay now damon's gonna say that your shit is whack and then he's gonna bow out about the fuck no no i want to see real human drama like I, I, I used to think that i was seeing people fuck up deals in real time yeah there's some schadenfreude to that there's some like drama you know i didn't know that yeah dude okay. here's a pitch what about a show okay so imagine Shark Tank. It's a tank full of sharks. No, okay. So it's like this where there's you know people sitting down and they're these are gatekeepers, okay? 
and people pitch ideas to them and there's no money. Just they all decide whether it's a good idea or not. Someone's like, what no if one we were like, <laughs> yes, there's someone's like, okay, what if we're all in a simulation? Someone's just pitching this like idea that we're inside of like the matrix and they discuss it and they're like, that's a good idea. Or sometimes they're like, no, that's, that's not worth thinking about. That's not a good idea. That's like an open mic. <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 No, no. I think, I, I think I'm liking this idea. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I think I'm really liking this idea because what we could do is we could kind of show America all the bullshit we all believe in. And we just make this, this unqualified jury of just regular people to be like, okay, we're going to present the facts of QAnon. Is this a real thing or not? Oh. And then uh, eight reasonable people will be mm. like, that sounds dumb as fuck. And it'll be documented on television on a show that all yes. the plebeians all watch that that sounds like a bunch of dumb shit. And then you get to Epstein's Island real. And there's all these different people that participated in it. I, I think I agree with that. All right. That is a fact. So Bill Clinton and all these people you revere <laughs> were there. Okay, cool. And then we just kind of get these things said. You're saving society. I think actually I have come around to this, what initially seemed like a terrible idea. Now I'm remembering the Comedy Central show hosted by Colin Quinn that featured two comedians each taking. Oh, uh, yeah. What what was that show? Like they would each, they would argue, you know, whatever. They would argue guns uh, or something. Mm -hmm. uh, And did they do that on Tough Crowd? Besides it while they're jacking around, it was a tough crowd. It was a different it was a different yeah. show because it was just two people instead yeah. of a whole panel. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, Comedy Central, wrong play but now uh, uh Production's <laughs> happening. Yeah. So we're Allison, in, right? You're, you're, you're in on the ground floor. I, I am now sold on it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Ed saved my ass. Yeah, it really saved me there. <laughs> I like yeah. It started out as an open mic, and then Ed kind of you know put some foundation underneath it's it. Saving America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard though, because like there'd be so many like the, the I don't know, and because we love as a culture this goofy debunking shit. You know, we'd love to debunk stuff. I would love for yeah. us to start debunking stuff that's actually harming us, so that we can kind of move on. You know, MythBusters. People yeah. loved fucking MythBusters. Oh, could Indiana Jones swing across an eighty-seven foot bridge with just a six foot whip? No, bitch. Next yeah. question. You don't have to spin. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to spin a Right. Yeah. So, oh, could you blow up the shark from jo- No. <laughs> no, yeah. you fucking couldn't. Help the world, please. Yeah. <laughs> so there should essentially be a legal trial system and a just an overall judicial system for these types of things you're saying. For I think just, the internet needs it. Where there's so much information's pooling around, I think that's another thing as we're getting to into the reality show topic. I think reality, it used to be like, yo, these are these real people. I remember I'm old. So let me tell you a story of watching reruns of the first real world and having my mind blown because they did get real. They they and there were things that happened on that show that literally could never, ever happen again because we have evolved this sense of being watched. All of us are being watched so much more than the average human being, but the average human being is being watched so much more than they ever were before. So it's all relative. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know. They could actually forget 
that the cameras were on and they could actually have physical encounters that were like i haven't seen a good old-fashioned somebody getting beat up on tv for a while because they just go like there's all these consequences there's all these consequences that people are thinking about their branding and their life and their everything so there's a lot of hey i'll meet you outside near my business that i run johnny's bagel shop i'll fight yeah, you right outside yeah. bagel shop well i'll be wearing maybelline's new kit of blah blah, blah. you know it's like Fuck, none of this is real anymore. But back yeah. in the days, those first couple of real worlds and road rules and shit, those motherfuckers and didn't know their ass. The Jersey Shore. Yes, 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 and Allison, yes. The best reality show ever made, ever will be made, hands down. Yeah, I agree with that. I watched Jersey Shore mm. uh, in a one long weekend when I was <laughs> very ill. And I think that's one of the best ways to watch it is uh, in a semi, semi conscious, semi hallucinogenic state. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird fever dream and it makes perfect sense that way. It's also true that, you know, we have had an American president who was on a reality show. I'm, of course, referring to Barack Obama, who was on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, so it's a very strange uh, time. Yeah, I feel like all these reality shows back when people used to just be, I guess, real or honest, I would call – I guess that was kind of a, an era where it was like a, it was like a candid camera. Mm. I think that's, yeah. that's something. Okay, well, let's wrap this little podcast up, huh? Let's uh, let's uh, get on a horsey and ride out to the stable and uh, approach a game that's about reality, it's about life, and it's about what life is like in reality. Okay, I was thinking about this over uh, the vacation that I took with my dear wife, Ashlyn, uh, that, uh, gee, being, um, super hot would be nice. I mean, I think I'm fine, but, you know, I'm not hot. Nobody would say that. I don't think anybody, but, I, and, and, I, and then I was like, but, you know, being rich could be nice too. Um, you know, I was just doing the thing of like fantasizing about the opposites things, but so powerful, like, you know, as in influential and then popular. I mean, these are all desirable qualities but I, i'm not sure how i would rank them and uh i thought maybe we could figure out what is the easiest mode to live life on to be able to what what thing make is the which what's the most desirable thing to have how do i say this <laughs> Well, you know what? It's, it's also hard. I also was thinking as we're even easing into it, there's obviously going to have to be ratios. And I think it's maybe maybe that's what it is. It's just it's, it's maybe we just call it ratios. And we're just talking about what ratio would you have ideally? 
Like, what would you load up on? Like, and, and mm-hmm. you know about games, right? You could load up on your long range weapons or your shields or whatever. Like, maybe hotness okay. is a certain shield, uh, but maybe it's also a vulnerability. If you, yeah, we're going to design right. a whole game right now. But, like, yeah, th- that's you're, the whole you're point. saying you've got 15 experience oh, points and you've got a couple <laughs> of categories of like this, this, and this. I was just. No, but yeah. The central question is like, do you think if you were 10 times hotter than you are right now, Mm. would you be nicer or meaner? Would you be, (laughs) what do you think? I think I'd be meaner. Yeah. I think I'd be a meaner person, but it would be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody would totally put up with it. Now I'm like, I, I am mean sometimes now, but it's like, it's not as effective. Like, like when you're hot and mean, it's like people are really turned on by it, you know? Yeah. And it, it also hurts more. It's withering. When hot people dish you, it's like, oh, fuck. Because you can't just be like, well, look at your fucking ass. You're stupid. Like they're getting into a Maserati. They just dissed you and they long-leggedly, languidly walk away from you into a Maserati. You're just <laughs> destroyed. There's nothing you can do. For some reason, I think it's a lot more difficult to say no to someone uh, who's super hot and is being super nice. Like, uh, <laughs> if, someone's, yeah. if someone's asking you to do something and you, you don't really want to do it, like, uh, let's just say you're a host at a restaurant and, uh, you know, let's just say Joaquin Phoenix comes in. And he's like, oh, can I sit there? And you're like, no, there's a wait. And he's like, please, can I sit there? It's like, oh, okay, Joaquin, you got the table. But if he was like, give me that fucking table, you'd be like, fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off, Joaquin. You better yeah. walk in. I don't know. And, and of like a really hot, hot man, like the most attractive man. <laughs> By the way, I, I said this example because uh, <laughs> when my wife was managing at a restaurant, she was like helping the host and Joaquin Phoenix came in and this happened. And he was like super nice, and she was like, "Yeah, we just gave him a table." <laughs> when someone is very hot and also very kind in some way, and maybe especially if it's to you, there's maybe nothing in the world more validating and memorable. You'll live on that. You'll dine out mm. on that. You'll tell any. You'll tell other people's grandchildren about a time. I think you won't you won't necessarily be like now listen kids this guy was really hot but you'll be like well we did whatever you did was probably like a great time oh I, we were jacking each other up <laughs> I don't know I don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah that's so funny uh, <laughs> We were like, I met George Clooney. I, I sold him a Vespa. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're just jacking each other. Oh Looking God. at the fucking I mean, GNC, jacking each other off with George Clooney. It was Clooney. the end of Moonlight. And <laughs> we were jacking each other off. I, I mean, can't. I think, I can't okay. release this podcast like that. I got to say something else. I got to change that part. Uh I don't know up to what. I feel like you guys are kidding right now, but this actually sounds really cool. <laughs> like I know we're like laughing, but I'm like that actually sounds like a situation I would love to find myself in. So, <laughs> so yeah. 
Yeah. Oh man. Oh, well, what, what if you had to? What if? You, okay. What if your hotness was tied to your kindness? Because that's an interesting concept, Grant. As far as like, what if you could be super fucking hot, but it would take your kindness away? And it would just—it's just like too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you—you—that's the thing. You'd be so hot you couldn't get. And I think that's how it kind of works in real life. If I could fuck literally anybody, it'd be super hard for me to be like, "Oh yeah, I love you." First time you do that thing, I don't like. The first time you give me a spoiler on my Survivor that I'm watching or whatever. First time you wake me up wrong, I get another. Yeah, get out of here. If you're that hot, you can get another anything, another yeah. agent, another another fucking anything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it'd make you kind of flighty, probably. I do think about that a lot. Like, actually, it can kind of be a bummer to be super hot a lot of the time. Like, it's not all... It's not all, uh, you know, compliments and roses or whatever. If you, whatever. Okay, here. I wouldn't know. Here's a, if uh, you could be, uh, is it more, hmm. 87% hot, 13% cruel. That's like, what would, what level of person would that be? Is Brad Pitt. If, if you know what I'm saying, let's determine people who are that level, not to objectify anybody, but yeah, Brad Pitt, I think could work out to be 93% hot and 7% nice and still work at, work it out. I think he'd be just fine. I think his percentage is high enough where when it came out that he like hit Angelina Jolie on the airplane, people were like, yeah, but I mean, he's really hot. If he was not as hot as he was, I think that plane would have gone down. Are you talking about Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. Wait, did I? Oh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Oh, I thought Tom. Also hit uh, Angelina Jolie or something. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of really beautiful men hit her. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Domestic God damn. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Some ugly ones, too. Billy Bob Thornton's not very handsome. No. But here's the thing. You see, well, now you have to define hotness because to me, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton is a lot hotter than, say, like your fucking, like, you know, Luke Hemsworth or whatever. Mm. See, see, I mean, uh, not to yeah get too lost in the, the words and all this stuff, but see, to me, Billy Bob Thornton, he's not hot, but he's sexy. Like there's something very sexy about Billy Bob Thornton, uh, but I'm like, okay, but, that's the, but thing, yeah, that's the thing is hot, but okay. No, the language is, is interesting here because it is hot. Actually sexy. Are we falsely dividing them? Because I, if I'm getting hot, I'm getting sexed up. If I see, I've seen beautiful people that are not fucking sexy. Most yeah. frankly models that I've seen literally ever. I don't find yeah. them sexy and I'm sure they're fine with that, but you know what I'm saying? Like the things that I find sexy in a person, they don't have, or they, those rough edges have been shaven off a long time ago, maybe, or were never there. You know? Yeah. There are a lot of people who are very like, you look at them and you're like, yeah, I could see how you are like the definition of like an attractive person. But like, personally, it's just not, I'm not seeing it myself. <laughs> I'm not feeling it within me. <laughs> I'll tell you an actor who I've encountered has a 50, 50 split in terms of this conversation. And yeah. maybe we'll all go one way. But Bill Pullman is an interesting actor because Ooh. for some reason people are like, oh, he's like really hot. And some people are like, what? What is hot about <laughs> Bill Pullman? I don't know why, but this actor, he kind of splits the audience. And I think it's kind of interesting. <laughs> I think huh. Bill Pullman's hot. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Well, he Bill, also has a great voice. That's a part of it, too. Bill Pullman has a great, low-key, great voice. When you just th- think of all the speeches that he's done, different stuff, it's good. <laughs> You're talking about Independence Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that Who's one, the guy also, that uh, always gets confused with this guy? Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton? Paxton? No. I don't think so. Yeah. The guy from uh, Rob, uh, the guy from uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the the movie. Inigo Montoya movie. Oh, Princess Bride. Princess, that guy from the Princess Bride. Uh, oh yes, yeah. I, I forget that. his name. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, know. We're talking about, I don't know, uh, but this oh, is yeah. the number one was, podcast yeah. for half remembering things. I will say that. <laughs> it, it number one is, like, but but like the in Princess Carrie Elwes, Carrie Elwes, Carrie Elwes. Yeah. For some reason, I confuse them. I maybe they don't look a lot alike, but I'm always like, is that? No, I could kind of see that. Sure. So are you saying he's an example of sort of bland hotness? Right. I think so. But also, I think it depends on, I've also encountered with this question, if someone has seen While You Were Sleeping and whether they like that movie a lot. Because mm. I, th- I think if you kind of fell in love with him and Sandra Bullock's love with each other, it's kind of hard to not believe in Bill Paul. <laughs> Honestly, I think that same thing has kind of happened with Ryan Gosling. Mm. Because I don't think he's as attractive as he's kind of made out to be, but he's treated like an old, like a heartthrob. And I think it's purely because of the notebook. Mm. Mm, yeah. Like he, he inspires like, look at that from a woman, but not like, Oh, I'd love to have him. He's my husband or something. Cause it's like, there's it's almost like nothing there, which makes him a perfect actor, you know, like yeah. him and people like Tom Cruise, there's like this bland. Yeah. You, you look right. Jump in the plane. Jump out of the what? plane. Ride a no, motorcycle. You just look right for everything. No, oh, just, I think he's so hot. To you, is that really like a super hot guy? I just feel like he's I, like a guy. Well, I mean, it's funny because he plays Ken, which is like the most bland vanilla. Uh, I mean, Ken is like a Ken doll. It's like the most uh, vanilla person. <laughs> yeah, but he's. I waited on him in person, and he is. I didn't expect it. He's like. He kind of has like an athlete's build. He's taller than I expected. And he kind of like, I don't know. He did something to me. You know, that is something too, where I sometimes will encounter like celebrities or like someone just, you can just tell, like, you don't know what it is. There's something about them. (laughs) There's like this weird, like they have like an energy or something. We're just like, this person's, affecting me in a way that i don't understand how it's even happening who is the uh least conventionally attractive person that you find very attractive <laughs> joaquin phoenix <laughs> yeah obviously <laughs> that's a slam dunk was it <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know well that's the thing too like i guess we kind of touched on it but like does being a celebrity like add to the hotness like the the fame element makes them more attractive for sure yeah i think definitely but it's it's funny how what degree and what are they famous like for 
helped, weirds me out because like I, I met one of the famous chefs that my girl drools over, like not sexually, but like literally probably drools over his dope ass pictures of his food. And like we met him and he's just some guy sitting down, not getting recognized by anybody. And I recognize him from watching Food Network. So I run over to him and treat him like a celebrity. And all of a sudden he he you could see him blue steel up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like you could see him go, oh, yes, this is that's right. This is what should be happening. You could see that happen in his countenance. And then I brought my girl over and she's like, oh, I really like how you did this. And she's like, yeah. And he just like got he got he got instantly 500 percent cooler at to be this person for us. I saw his ass sitting down and he was just being like, oh, I hate my fucking life. I got to get new chef knives. I got to fucking all those fucking stupid carrots I bought are rotten. Jesus Christ. What can I get? a?" He was doing something like that. And we helped him feel like the celebrity he, he wants to be. Oh, that's so you know? sweet. Yeah, that is nice. By recognizing that subculture, you know, I wonder how it is for like, uh, but as far as hot, and w- hot is different for different jobs, right? A fucking mm. garbage man comes up and he's like, yeah, I'm the hot garbage man. It's like, whatever he's doing, the fact that he's a garbage man, the fact that he does work with his hands, he's got a uniform on, he's this, he's like, chicks love hot cops sometimes. Now, thank God, they don't like him that much. The girls yeah. that I like don't fuck with hot cops. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. That's a new subculture of like, yeah, uh, are you a cab, baby? Let's go, yeah, let's go yeah. over here, you know? I was just going to show you my unconventional celebrity. Oh, if you got it. Yeah, share it. Oh, yeah. Drop it. You see that? Oh, it's it's Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. And who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Awakening. An awakening for me. Truly. Yeah, dude. I'm, li- I'm really? literally trying to so get to hot. that Bob Hoskins. I go to the gym right. four times a week trying to get to Roger Rabbit Bob Hoskins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is hot. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, he's a uh, for the short kings out there. He's a uh, he's a man we all admire. Absolutely. We look and him in the eye. eye. I was going to say we don't look up yeah. him, but we look him directly in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and we hug him. Uh, oh, and also another great commanding voice. Like Bob yes. Hoskins talks, you fucking listen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, th- yeah th- you know, that's a good – so many things are hot. It's not just how you look. It's it's how you talk, how you move, your confidence, your – you know. Oh, okay. How hot do you have to be to have a really squeaky, shitty voice that sounds really bad? <laughs> Like, okay, if you could look like so Brad Pitt, but you're like, what's up, guys? <laughs> so hot. So unbelievably. Just like a David Speaker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, right. hmm. Well, heck. Uh, Allison, thanks for your time. This has been a lot of fun to chat with you. Um, your The links to your socials are in the description of this episode but do you want to i don't know plug anything or uh um i mean i the thick strip show is on may 13th if you want to come out anybody listening wants to come uh that's about it our audience loves to come (laughs) (laughs) you're allowed to come when when you go home yes that's this whole podcast is really about Coming to things like the live show on Saturday, May 6th, 5 p.m. 
See you there. We're hot. You'll recognize us. It'll be great.